happy Sunday, you guys. How are you doing? How are you doing? Hey, um, I'm just going to call you quack because what that really looks like to me is probably something I should not say. Hey, Zana. Hey, Rena. Um, this is our second week in a row of doing these hot topics things. I think we're, we're getting in a groove. I think the best day I'm going to say is probably Sundays. So yeah, let's stick to Sundays. Hey, Miss Bun. How y'all doing today? How's y'all weekends going? Y'all know me, I don't really do much of anything in this life. Unless I'm jet setting. Which, you know, I know I just came back from vacation, but I feel like I need another one, you guys. <laughs> I feel like I need another vacation. Maybe I'm tripping. <sighs> so we got a few things to talk about today. We're going to talk about, well, okay. So I did not, not your day is boring. You need some entertainment in your life. I feel you, Rena. I wasn't going to talk about this whole Winnie, what's her name? Winnie Parker situation on TikTok. Obviously, if you don't know about it, I will explain it. But honey, it's just been a hot topic on the interwebs. And I know some people like message me under the comments like, oh, I want to um, start a YouTube channel too, or I want to be a content creator. I want to do this, but I don't really know where to start. I think that's a good jump off conversation, um, based on the Winnie conversation. So yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Hey, Zanny. So let's start with Miss, Miss Winnie Parker. And I hope that in me showing this, like we're just having a conversation. This isn't like go and tell her about herself. She's heard a lot. I think I think she's received the message, okay? And even if she hasn't, that's her prerogative. So let's listen to Miss um, Winnie. I'm going to say something controversial, and I don't care because I've been thinking about it a lot. It is better to have a following over a Black following. Before I go any further, this does not mean that I do not appreciate the people that support me and love me, okay? That's not what this means. But it is very obvious that Black people do not really support black creators and we wonder why we don't get these huge creators the way that we get these huge creators and then we complain about it but we're not supporting each other and the black creators that do have millions of followers have a huge fan base usually have a mixed following for example jackie aina believe it or not jackie aina has a large community following monet a large following fanita a large following quinlan blackwell i don't know if you guys remember this but a couple of years ago she was roasted by the black community because she was so involved in the community but what's funny is it's the people and the community that are getting them millions and millions of followers that are boosting their careers of course there are nuances here it's not black and white no pun intended but that's really the gist of things we don't support as much as people support not who hurt this lady and that's what i think it is um miss bond you're asking if i saw jackie's response i saw both jackie and Fanita's response we're not going to talk too much on that but i wanted to so I did my own video on TikTok, basically responding to this woman. Two things that killed me about it is one, she said, I don't care about what I'm going to say, knowing it was controversial and then doing about six amendment videos. <laughs> I thought you didn't care. I thought you didn't care. That's number one. Number two, 
if her strongest audience was a white audience, which does happen from time to time, you do have a stronger demographic. Sometimes that's just not your own demographic. Why was she whispering the white part? Like that's the part that I was confused by. I said, if those are the people who really support you, why does it sound like you're scared to say that they support you? I don't really get it. Um, Miss Bond said, Kevin Stage explained this so well. The black community makes up about 13% of the population. Are we supposed to follow and support everyone because they are black? Valid. Me personally, I think I know for a fact that I have a mixed audience. However, the majority is black people, more specifically black women. And that isn't based on the specific content that I put out. I think that's just who has gravitated towards me. There is a rel relative relatability mm -hmm, um, that people are drawn to when it comes to other creators. And so, yeah, sometimes you will see these really big non-black creators have these super big platforms in part because there's more of them. Um, but I don't, I, I, I thought it was absolutely crazy how she just started that video off saying it is better to have a white audience. Oh, sorry. It's better to have a white audience than a black audience. I said, girl, if, if white people have been the people who really supported you, then I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong in standing in that. Like, okay, they support you. That That's great. You have people who are really writing for the content that you create. Now, people are saying that the reasons why she was, um, <laughs> the reasons potentially why she was uh, upset at the black community was because she posted an ad, a Macy's ad, which didn't get as much traction as she had anticipated. So she deduced that to saying, well, it must be because black people don't support. I watched it. I wasn't quite moved by that video, but I also watched some other stuff in her content. I wasn't quite moved by her content in general. I think it's just a situation of um, a lady called Winnie Parker, Destiny, that's who we're talking about. I just think if people gravitate to you, they gravitate to you. If they don't, they don't. And if you feel like you would want a different demographic, then pivot your content. For example, I don't know if you guys know No Name, she's a rapper. I think she identifies as a rapper, right? And years ago, she started having issues with touring because a lot of her songs had the N-word in it and she had a large white following. And so at her concerts, white people would be saying the N-word instead of her lashing out at those people saying, how dare you say da 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 um, Even though I feel like she could have and people would have understood, she decided to um, take a break, pivot, and then come back with some different type of material to tour with. I think that would have been an easy way for Winnie to just address the situation. Like, hey, I realized that the people who I really wanted to have my back didn't have my back and it could be due to what I'm producing. Um, maybe I need to do a shift. Cause also too, people were saying that a lot of her content was about her dating life and she exclusively dates non-black people. I think that that also has a say in who's going to be watching your stuff. You know what I mean? But yeah, I just wanted to put it out there just to remind anybody, if you want to create content, if you want to become a YouTuber, a TikToker, Instagram, or whatever it is, just do whatever pleases you. I feel like if you, at the end of the day, are happy with the content that you're putting out, if you're happy with the persona that you're presenting on the internet, um, whoever relates to it, relates to it. 
And if you feel like you are connecting with a different audience than you anticipated and you want that audience so badly, then pivot in that direction. I think Winnie was speaking from a place of heart more than anything. She would have wished to have more black people in her corner. And it was sad to her that that wasn't the case. But just wanted to quickly touch on that because, honey, it has just been crazy on TikTok for Miss Winnie Parker. And I was like... I can imagine. I can imagine. Now let's get into the actual stuff that I wanted to talk about. Which What thing do I have titled first? I think I have... Oh, I think I had a response video from her. Honestly, it's enough. Okay, so the Jeannie Mai Jeezy situation. As we know, Jeannie Mai and Jeezy got married in the pandemic. They have a beautiful baby girl, Monaco. Is it Monaco? Monaco, Monaco. And um, in Jeannie's previous marriage, it was 10 years and she felt like um, they had hit a standstill basically. And so they got a divorce, she married Jeezy and now they are getting a divorce. And the situation with that, <laughs> Rena says it's the most confusing divorce ever or is it just me? I don't know, we're, we're, we're gonna talk about it. Um, it like I said, they got married in the pandemic, so the marriage hasn't been that long. So for them to get a divorce so quickly, it's like, oh, dang, like what's going on? At first, people were saying there's no foul play on either side. Then Jeezy went on this, you know, hey, black women, I'm back tour. He, he did the interview that I didn't watch, but the sentiments that I got from that is that now that he has reached rock bottom, he now wants the support of his sister's behind, I don't know, I, I didn't watch it, so don't ask me for full context on that. Um, hey, T. Gettys, welcome to the chat. Um, then he went to say that Jeannie was gatekeeping their child, and so to counteract what Jeezy has been filing or whatever, she is now saying there is an infidelity clause in our prenup and it needs to be adhered to. Now, she didn't actually say explicitly whether or not he was um, cheating, but let's listen to what's in this clause. Now, this is from Love B. Scott, and essentially what it says in the documents is, White further shows that the court should enforce paragraph eight of the prenuptial agreement regarding infidelity, which provides in pertinent part that in the event that either party engages in sexual relations and emotional relationship or is emotionally or sexually suggestive in communication with a third party via all forms of electronic communications, including but not limited to texting, sexting, FaceTime, social media, and or direct messages, shall result in a significant financial penalty upon the adulterous party. Now again, it says if either party does this, if one person cheats, they gotta pay the other. Y'all were leaving comments talking about allegedly Jeannie cheated with Mario Lopez. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Now I'm like, damn. Now this counterclaim, like, oh my God. And there are specific details in there down to the freaking DM. Jesus Christ, and right before Christmas, man. Um, Serena's asking, what does that mean, gatekeeping? I think, now I don't know these people. I'm not in their marriage. I don't know what's going on. But if I'm to speculate, it's just, Either she doesn't want him to see the child or she's making it difficult for him to see the child or you can only see the child 
under these specific terms, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know the details of what the gatekeeping looks like, but if I'm to make assumptions, that's what I would think, right? Now, I don't actually want to talk about them specifically because I don't know who, I don't, I don't know who's cheated, who not, but whatever, we don't know, right? I want to ask you guys, one, if you are married in the chat, do you have a prenup and why didn't you get a prenup? If you are not married in the chat, would you get a prenup uh, and then explain why you would or why you wouldn't? And then if you would, ugh, I forget these stupid effects <laughs> on <laughs> Apple. And then um, if you would get a prenup, would you put a cheating clause in there? So me personally, for a long time, I was adamantly against prenups because I felt like it was preparing for a divorce, right? Then I had a conversation with my mom, a few conversations with my mom, and basically she wasn't saying a prenup per se, but she was saying, um, I need to make sure that if worse comes to worst, that's, that's the, those are the only conditions. Okay. If worse comes to worst, I need to make sure that I have something to either go back to like my parents' home or my own home or something like that. Or, um, I have money set aside to make sure I can land on my feet if ever like education, a business, like whatever. She was basically saying, make sure you are prepared in the case that a marriage is dissolved. Right. And this is coming from an African immigrant, very Christian woman. So I was even shocked that that was her perspective. Um, and I think that one way that people do that is through a prenup. And so over the years, I've been thinking about it. I've been mulling it over. And although I understand people's perspective when they say that getting a prenup is basically preparing for a divorce, I was watching a movie the other day, um, Candy Cane Lane. It's actually a really good movie, guys. You should watch it. It's on Prime Video. And um, the little girl had said something that I feel like relates to this. They have to find these gold rings but the dad doesn't believe finding the gold rings is going to do anything. And the daughter said, if you find the gold ring and it means nothing, at least you, you have a ring. But if you find the rings and it does mean something, then you have the rings. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's now my perspective on prenups. Like, okay, if we get a prenup and we never get divorced, all right, it's just a piece of paper that just sits in the vault. It means nothing. But if we get a divorce and we do have that prenup, Well, thank God. Okay, like that's my personal um, perspective on it. Uh, let's go to y'all's thoughts. T. Getty says, I work in mortgages and real estate. So yeah, I'm always getting a prenup. I'm always getting a prenup and I suggest everybody does too. Madame President Barbie, okay, period, says, yes, I would get a prenuptial, but man can't help but, but men can't help but cheat. <laughs> so Def would insert a clause to protect myself and my assets. Ms. Bond said, I'm married and we didn't get a prenup. Honestly, it never came up. At the time, I associated it with having a lot of money and that wasn't our situation at the time. That's also what I thought too. The reason why I was against a prenup, I was like, I'm never going to be a millionaire in this life. I mean, probably I shouldn't even be speaking negatively about myself because who knows, right? But I was thinking, I'm not going to be breaded up like that. What's, what's somebody really going to take from me, you know? Um, what is that? Ainita? Lenita? Juanita, Juanita, that's smart, 
says, would definitely get a prenup. My success will never be threatened by being with a man. Okay. Tigeti said, I've seen some crazy marriage things on both sides. So yeah, be prepared as always. I don't get that mentality because you don't have a house. Oh, because you don't have a house fire, but you do have smoke detectors. Do you not get insurance because you never want a tragedy? Interesting. Rena says, uh, we don't believe in prenups in our religion. There's an understanding that if a woman gets divorced, that her money is hers and, ooh, and he is not allowed to take a penny from her. Hmm. See, if it was just written into my culture, that would be fantastic. But guess what? It's not. <laughs> Nellie says, as a woman, a prenup should always be the number one because if you have kids, you need to protect your kids being provided for. Uh, Lashia says, I need to get one to protect my vinyls collection. <laughs> Don't kill me. Not your vinyls. Protect the vinyls. I think um, I'm I'm of either side. For people who say I don't believe in a prenup, I don't want a prenup. I totally get it because I I used to think that way as well. For the people who want a prenup, I agree with it too. And the most the most hilarious part of this all for me is the fact that one of the biggest things that I've learned about marriage and relationships actually came from Jeannie Mai in her previous relationship when they were going through the divorce, she basically said, judge a person's character off of how they react when they don't get their way. And I think it's so easy going into marriage when you're still in love, it's still the honeymoon, you still have all these optimistic views on life um, to say, oh, we would never be those people who are gonna screw each other over if, you know, God forbid, we were to get divorced. It's so easy to say that, but when you've spent however many years in it and you feel like you're not getting your way and you feel like you might wanna... Um, stick it to that person. Some people can turn nasty and that person who you once loved or that person who you thought would never, quote unquote, is now the person who absolutely would. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, I pronounced it right the first time? Ainita? Okay, we'll stick to Ainita. Um, Nelly said that changed my mind also. Listen, I just, I, I think... Queenie, like you used, you used to watch The Real. Yeah, I used to watch The Real pretty religiously, honestly. I used to love that show. Um, I think that at the end of the day, if our prenup is never used, prenup, postnup, whatever, if it's never used, then it's happy days. Like if you have the ring and it means nothing, then you just have a ring. But if you have a ring and then it means something, then you have the ring. Like, yay, we're excited. We have a ring. Do you guys think that a prenup is preparation for divorce? Because I see that argument. I do see that argument. Because it's like, if we're going in this thing till death do us part, even though, mm, listen, in sickness and in health, for richer, for poorer, the reality of that is, is different than the, the thought of that. It's easy to say those vows when you haven't hit the financial struggles, when you haven't hit the health complications, when, you know, it's easy to say that. I, I just think, I just think it's, it's just better to be safe than sorry, you know? Especially in this day and age when people are so much better at keeping up a facade. People are so good at showing up as a representative for long periods of time that when they, showed their true self, you're actually taken aback sometimes. 
You're actually like, I never would have thought this person would have turned out to be who they're showing themselves to be. So, yeah. Anita says, I can see how people feel that way, but I believe people are allowed to change their minds, even in marriage. True. Um, Erica says, it's basically an insurance policy in your marriage. Yep. Rita says, I think this day and age, people are capable of some of the worst things. People are hella sneaky, so might as well protect yourself. Listen, the dating pool, I can't even say it has pee in it anymore. It's, it's fecal matter, honey. It's debris. It's trash. It's recycling. It's everything. It is everything. And so I think some people are also desperate and are hopping into marriages, how many pandemic marriages are now dissolving? You know, they're hopping into these marriages out of fear of being lonely or thinking that it's going to give you financial security or whatever reasons. Maybe you had a baby out of wedlock and you didn't want that to be your narrative. So you just jumped into marriage. And so down the line, you realize mm, this isn't the best life decision for me. I need to separate. Some people can really be vindictive really be vindictive and at least if you had a formal agreement that upholds in your divorce even if that person chooses to be nasty you now have to fight with the agreement that we already had in place from time you know what i mean Zana says, I'm still on the fence with the prenup situation because I see both sides, but living in the real world it's better to be prepared than sorry yes t Gettys, there's fecal matter in there it's crazy Rena says, as the years go on, I swear people are getting worse and worse. Absolutely. Anita says, yeah, the dating pool is definitely giving you need protection at all costs. Yeah, for sure. And then so I was wondering, this whole cheating clause thing, I never thought of it, but I think that I would include it. And again, it's the same perspective that I have on the prenup. It's not to say that I expect you to do it, but in the case that you do, or even I do, in the case that either of us do... Um, we know that we're, there's some consequences for that. There's some consequences for that. I think in this day and age, cheating has just become so normalized. And I hate that. I hate that people think it's just normal to step out of your marriage. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, I understand that we are human beings. We have eyes, you know, it, some of us are more susceptible to temptation than others, but Let's not make it seem like it's normal to just step out and then come back in as if nothing happened. I'm sorry. If you cheat on me, <laughs> if you cheat on me, I would like to think that there would be hell to pay. And then there's a part of me that says the fact that I think that way means that I do need a cheating clause so that we can just end this marriage because I don't even want to be in a relationship where I'm now a babysitter. I don't want to be in a relationship where now I am being vengeful where I am now holding your feet to the fire for however long I see fit because of your poor decision-making and even vice versa. I wouldn't want my partner to feel like he has to constantly look over my shoulder to make sure I don't cheat again. Like let's, mm, it's too much. It's too much. Rena said it's sad. Some people are applauded for cheating. It's horrendous. Hello. Or they'll be like, well, at least they're still a good parent. Baby, they cheated. What? So we're just going to pretend that that didn't happen. Okay. All right. Candy says, I think we have prenups because you may think you know who you're marrying, but really it takes so much time to know someone. And even then they can change. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to think about that cheating clause. I think that it's something to think about for sure. Um, I'd hope that it would never come into effect, but in the chance that it does, we'll be ready. So next story I wanted to talk about was Ari Lennox. Honey, these people are getting so brazen at these concerts. Basically, the gist of this situation is um, Ari Lennox is currently on tour with Rod Wave. I'm not familiar with Rod Wave's music, but what I'm gathering on the internet is typically they would not group a Rod Wave audience with an Ari Lennox audience. However, Rod Wave is doing a pivot in his genre, so that's why they brought on Ari Lennox. Um, explicit warning, she cusses a lot in this video, <laughs> but we're going to play it anyways. So if you missed that, um, <laughs> somebody in the audience at this Rod Wave concert threw a water bottle at her. I don't know if it was for attention. I don't know if it was because they didn't agree with the music that she was performing. I don't, I don't know. I do not know. But the fact of the matter is they did that and Ari didn't take it well. And you know, quite frankly, I side with Ari because um, there is an entitlement that comes to how people treat celebrities. And it's like we're treating them like animals in a cage. And I understand they are entertainers. We're there to be entertained. But if you are not entertained, you can remove yourself from the situation. Like if you really just wanted to be there for Rod Wave, go to the bathroom and come back when Rod Wave is there. Like, I don't, what does throwing something at her do? Are y'all not scared of prison or jail? Are y'all not scared of consequences, lawsuits? Like just off the basis of somebody could press charges against something I'm doing would keep me from doing that thing. Why are you throwing bottles at, and then if she was injured, then what? Now you've caught a case because you wanted to be an idiot in a crowd and you paid to be there. Like, I'm, I'm lost. Rena says, is it just me or is this becoming normalized throwing stuff at artists? It's not just you. It is happening. It is absolutely happening. Anita says, I'm actually not made for all the cussing because I think, because <laughs> I think Ari is an R&B girl. People can, uh, can mess with her. I guess, yeah. She really took people by surprise. She surely did. Erica says, it's happening too much. One artist had to get stitches because someone threw a phone at her. Yeah, I think that was, was it BB Rexa, was it? I feel like it was BB Rexa, but I'm not quite sure. But yeah, somebody was sent to the hospital over people throwing objects at them. And this is different from like the throwing a bra and panty, even though that's weird too. Um, also you might have a disease, honey. Don't be throwing your nasty draws at people, but throwing things that could actually injure someone. You're crazy. You're crazy. Um, quack 
<laughs> says, can you blame her? These people have been out on a wounding celebrity spree. Absolutely. <laughs> Lola says, who threw it then? <laughs> no, seriously, who threw it? I think they found her and they tried to kick her out. And the funniest thing is um, she was acting dumb. Like, I, I didn't even, it wasn't even... You threw it in a crowd full of people. Somebody absolutely saw you. Absolutely saw you. Did you think you're just going to go away with it? Or, and here's the thing too. I think people lately have been doing things for external validation. And maybe in her heart, she didn't actually want to do that. But if you do something and you get an applause, you feel less bad about doing that. You know what I mean? For example, you know people who go on these reality TV shows and they act the ass. But if they get a warm reception from the public, they double down on their behavior. If they get public ridicule, they backtrack. I think this is what the girl thought. She thought, oh, everybody obviously only wants to see Rod Wave get this girl off the stage. And if she had people champion, championing her, she would have um, doubled down. But hey. Chindi says, it used to be underwear where they brought one. It used to be underwear they bought, not dirty ones. I hope that's still the case because mm. have you guys seen that people have been catching um, uh, STIs at the gym because some people come commando and they don't clean the equipment after themselves? So I don't trust these people to buy some clean underwear. People be nasty these days, okay? The only one says a bra can hurt depending on how heavy it is. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, yeah, I just, I, and listen, I understand it too from my um, career shift as well. A lot of my life is now based on, or let me say my revenue is now based on supporters, right? I can only make as much money as you guys engage with my content. I can only make as much money as sponsors reach out to me and you guys support that kind of content. <laughs> Shout out Wendy Parker. Um, so I understand that if you're displeased with an entertainer who really, I guess technically you could say would not be there without you, it's very frustrating. To the point where you want to assault them, verbally or otherwise, is just asinine to me. That's something I will never get. You can simply choose to not engage with that person anymore and engage with somebody else. There have been plenty of times where I've had, oh, I was almost going to say her name. There's an artist who I loved down. I loved her so bad, but it was just so many problematic things she would do and say. And even though it pained me, I just had to say, well, I just can't listen to her music anymore. I just, I, that's just what I'm going to have to do. It's heartbreaking, but I got to move on. Instead of me then going and spewing hate to her online or purchasing tickets just to try and assault her. Like, to, how, how does that make sense? Like as, as humans, we've lost our humanity. We really have. We have lost our humanity. Because if somebody in the streets threw a bottle at you, wouldn't you be pissed off? Wouldn't you also want to fight them? So what makes you think that it's okay to do it to a celebrity just because they're a celebrity? It's crazy. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> the hair is giving. Thank you. It is absolutely crazy. The entitlement of 
fans of today, it's, it's, it's disgusting. I feel like, um, it's weird to say too, because it's like, oh, celebrities, they're just like us. They're not, they're not just like us, but at the end of the day, they are still human beings and they deserve the respect of being another human being. Like, come on, let's be for real. I'm trying to think of other situations that have happened recently of people getting stuff thrown. Oh, Cardi B had had a few situations where things were thrown at her. Um, the most public one was the water and then she threw her mic at the girl. And should she have thrown the mic? I don't think she should have. But I'm a kind of person who, if you purposely antagonize somebody... <laughs> It's kind of hard to then be upset at the retaliation. Did the retaliation match the offense? I don't think so. But you should have expected some retaliation. Now in that situation, she, um, she did tell the other people to throw water at her and on her booty, but that was for a lot of time. The woman went and, and just kept doing it at another, and I said, well, okay, well, you, you didn't listen to the instructions and that's your problem, that's your fault. You should have listened to instructions. <laughs> you should have listened to instructions. You cannot be mad at the way somebody retaliates to your disrespect. You disrespect me? Some people don't believe in turning the other cheek, honey. They will give you a fist. Be careful. Erica says, when Cardi threw the mic, it looked like a quick reaction with, with no thought. Her intrusive thoughts took over. Absolutely. And this is why when um, sometimes I see people in the street, like, threaten to hit somebody or, like, you know those pranks where somebody is a tree and then the tree jumps out? If you get decked in the face, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't complain. You can't complain. Because at that point, it's my fight or flight. I'm not thinking in that moment. I see a threat, I'm going to react. You might get punched in the face. You might get kicked in the gut. How about we just keep our hands to ourselves? How about we just don't antagonize and attack people? Hmm? How about it? It's really that simple. It's really that simple. The funniest thing, I love that Ari um, doesn't let too much hold her down. She showed up. <laughs> The next night, she showed up with a helmet on. <laughs> she showed up with a helmet on and I died laughing. She also did a little photo shoot, her wearing like a leotard with this red helmet and a water bottle in her hand. And I said, good way to, to, to come back. Good recovery. Because... If you let all these people just get you down, you're you're never gonna be um, you're never gonna be able to function in that industry. The music industry is so tough as an industry itself, let alone dealing with the consumers. You know what I mean? So I thought that was so great how she pivoted. I thought it was hilarious. But y'all stop assaulting these celebrities. And also, you're a paying customer. Why why are you doing that? Just why are you doing that? Erica says, I tell my daughter all the time that you cannot control people's reaction. So think before you do something to someone. Absolutely. The last thing I wanted to talk about is the Renaissance film. Now, I know Beyonce has been catching a lot of heat, lady, honey. The people are saying she, um, she needs to speak out about what's happening 
in Palestine. Um, people are mad that her her film is showing over there. Um, Taylor Swift's movie is also showing over there too. She's getting some flack about that. People recently have been saying that she's bleaching and stuff too. I I don't, I don't know about all that. Listen, I don't know. Hey, Osman. I don't know about all that stuff. I'm going to talk about the Renaissance film because that's what I do know about. Baby, I received my entire life. I'm not going to focus too much on that. I really wanted to talk about what was happening in the film. We got to see a lot of footage of Blue Ivy. And we know that Beyonce has been very protective because literally as, as soon as Blue Ivy was conceived, she has been ridiculed oh the pregnancy is not real beyonce's faking her pregnancy whatever oh the baby is ugly oh the baby has a learning disability oh the baby whatever whatever to as recently as when blue joined beyonce on stage on her renaissance tour people were criticizing her for how badly she was dancing even people in my personal life who i had to check and they know themselves they still stand by what they said and i stand by what i said too um I want to remind everybody that Blue Ivy is 11 years old. There are a lot of people in this life who can't even do public speaking in front of a classroom of 30 people in university. She is 11 dancing on a worldwide tour. Well, I don't even know if we can call it worldwide, but an international tour with one of the biggest artists on this planet in full stadiums, I'm sorry, that's a lot. That's a lot. And so for people to criticize her, I was like, yo, y'all are some evil people. So in this documentary, she says that um, she actually saw the comments. And I think it was one of her friends was telling her about what people were saying about her online. And then um, thankfully, it encouraged her to do better. So she was like, well, now I just have to practice harder and push myself harder. But my thing is, um, I want to have a conversation about how people criticize children. I wish I remembered this um, kid's name, but there's another kid who his dad is a famous rapper or something like that. But the mom is just like a regular woman and she posts TikToks with her son and people are now saying like he's gay or he's too sweet. He's too whatever. And I'm like, he's a child. And I want to know what is the fixation with grown adults criticizing children, like bullying children online as adults. I looked at Blue and honestly, could the dancing have had work? Yeah. There's sometimes where Beyonce is on stage and we're like, mm, could have cleaned that up better. But the fact that she was an 11 year old and even wanted to go on stage and did what she did, the fact that she made it onto the stage and even moved at all to me was just so amazing. I was just so proud of her as an internet auntie. And then to see the internet turn on her, I was like, I'm scared for my own children. I'm scared for the generation of people coming up, like with the world of social media and how everybody decides to dogpile on people, how people want to lean on negativity before they choose to be positive or they want to bandwagon. If they see one negative thing, everything's got to be negative, even if they probably were... Um, enjoying what was going on, I really felt for her. I really, really felt for her. Um, Anita says, Blue knew we needed Diva <laughs> on the set list and showed the public she's a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. Rena said, I truly believe children always should be off limits. I agree. 
Um, the, oh, I've been saying your name wrong. The, the Ani love, the Ani love. I don't know. Not grown folks being so green eyed jealous of an 11 year old baby. Exactly. Shake my head. Even if she was dancing like the dancers, she will make it seem like she's dancing fast. Oh, they will make it seem like she's dancing fast. Absolutely. Rena says, I truly believe that children should always be off limits. Like, um, like, is that the way grown people be out here trying to get on the level of a child? Mm hmm. Chini said, people called babies ugly before the internet. <laughs> Don't kill me, please. <laughs> I can't stand you. Um, <laughs> I can't stand you. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I just see how much people are so quick to criticize and ridicule as if they don't understand what exactly is going on. Say you've expected her to do better. Do, yes. Thank you, Nikisha. This is why y'all are in the, in the chat. Was I talking about Jada's son that she has a little baby? Yes. Everybody's saying that little baby is gay and whatever. And even if that child ends up being a gay person. So? How's that your business? Anyways, let's go back to criticizing children. I think it's weird. I think it's weird behavior. Especially because there's now this saying that um, your first bully is your parents. And I think a lot of people experience bullying in their own home and they don't know how to speak life into other people. They don't know how to be kind. They don't know how to reinforce you know, good things in life so that they can germinate into more good things. I feel like the best way people could have responded to this was to say, wow, Blue, it is so amazing to have the confidence to go on stage with the massive audience that your mom has and even attempt to dance. Hopefully you can keep working at it and you're gonna be better and better each time. Is that so hard to say? Is it so hard to speak life into other people? Is it so hard for us to want better for our next generation? Is it so hard for us to support people even if they might not be where we would have expected them to be or where they expected themselves to be, but at least if they're getting that positive reinforcement, they have something to work towards. They say, oh, people are believing in me. People have my back. People want the best for me. Let me keep putting that work in. I don't know. I don't think it's that crazy. Rita says, it's so crazy to me. People be out here criticizing a newborn. Like, what the newborn do to you? Damn. No, seriously. Erica says, this is so odd. Why are grown adults speaking on children? I think it's their own inner child speaking out. Like I said, I think a lot of people's first bully was their own parents. I think a lot of people underestimate how much their upbringing negatively affected them. Me personally, I didn't have like a negative childhood overall but in my family saying I love you was not a thing not at all and at some point when I was I think when I first started university like my first first year second year around those like beginning stages of university my mom both my parents started saying I love you and I tell you that was the most foreign thing to me I was like, what are, what's going on? <laughs> like, why is everybody being sappy? What's happening? 
And it took a long time for me to unlearn that whole, oh, we don't get affectionate with people. We don't share our emotions with people. Like we just don't do that. And seeing my mom be the example of that made it easier. Like, okay, it's, it's okay to say, hey, I love you. I miss you. Um, I feel this about you. I'm, I'm disappointed in you. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. Like sharing emotions is okay. And now I even feel weird when my mom doesn't say, I love you on the phone. Or when my dad doesn't say, I love you before he hangs up the phone. I'm like, who do you think you are? So I think a lot of people received a lot of criticism when they were young, or maybe they were bullied in school, or maybe they're just surrounded in these spaces that are constantly negative, that they generally don't know how to be positive to themselves or to other people, don't know how to speak life in their own life or in other people's lives. Um, and it's sad to see. Zana said, these are the same people who were criticizing a child since she was a baby. Grownups can be so mean. She, ha I, I cannot think of a time when, when everything being said about Blue was, was positive. And I'm like, all, all because she is a celebrity's daughter? Like, she hasn't even done anything. Mind you, there are other kids out here, I'm not going to name names, who are blatantly disrespectful to their celebrity parents. And they still don't get as much um vim as i've seen blue get and i'm just like that's crazy to me that's absolutely crazy but yeah watching that film and seeing how resilient blue was in that moment it really made me so happy for her it it, it gave me hope that okay even though you know this next generation might be faced with adversity and stuff like that they're not just going to buckle under the pressure there's hope that they will you know stand up tall face the haters and be like, well, forget you. I'm going to prove you wrong. I loved that. I loved that in the movie. One thing in the movie that also frustrated me was seeing um, Beyonce talk about the fact that as a black woman, even with the status that she has, like it's freaking Beyonce for crying out loud, she still gets given the BS story, the runaround. Um, she was talking about how Okay, before I get deeper into that, let me read y'all's comments and then I'll go into that. Anita says, people that criticize Blue can't even fathom what it takes to be Beyonce, let alone her daughter. It's beautiful to see how she took her power at a young age. She's going to do great things. Quack says, I really agree with the statement of parents being your first bully because that was the case with my dad. And now we have such a strained relationship. I'm sorry to hear that. Erica says, um, now I didn't have a negative... I didn't have any negativity in my household, but I do have an aunt that comments on everyone's weight when she sees them. This has happened my entire life. Listen, I had a, a complex about my weight for the longest time because everybody told me, you're too big, you're too big, you're too big, you're too big. Well, look at my big ass now. <laughs> Who cares? Um, Chindi says, it's because all that is said about her parents never gets a response. It's let's try with the kid. That's a theory as well. If you can't hit the parents, hit the child. That's crazy. Um, so in this documentary, Beyonce was also talking about how being a black woman, she's constantly hit with people trying to like stifle her. And, and to see it happen in real time was just so funny to me. She would basically say, um, let's say I'm talking about me doing this YouTube right now. Hey guys, if I just put a ring light uh, on the other side of my counter, I think the lighting will be fine. No, we, we've tried that. It's not going to work. And she's like, no, but I've, I've researched it. It's, 
can we at least just try it? Can we just see if it'll work? And then they do it and they're like, oh, wow, shocker. I guess it does work. Just just seeing somebody at the level of Beyonce still being BSed by people. And honestly, the only thing I can equate it to is her being a black woman because she has the resources, she has the finances, she has the accolades, she has all these other things. Why would you want to invalidate her outside of the fact that she is a black woman and living in the body of a black woman? Because I know even in the last um, What's Trending video that we did, some people were like, why do you guys always want to make it a race thing? Sometimes it really is a race thing, okay? And living in the skin of a black woman, I have seen this happen to me, the exact same things that happened to Beyonce. And I'm like, dang, I'm just regular old Elaine from Edmonton, Alberta. Are you telling me the Beyonce deals with the same damn thing? That is crazy to me. That's crazy to me. Danny Gurley said, I laughed when that man told Beyonce they didn't make some equipment and she was like, I looked it up and they exist. Like, what is the point in gaslighting Beyonce? I don't understand. You're acting like Beyonce doesn't have the funds for these. Beyonce can pay for it. She got it. People are like, oh, no, that, that's, that, that, that thing doesn't exist. It does. I looked it up. How much does it cost? We'll pay for it. Just stop. I was like, damn, will we ever be free? <laughs> As black women, will we ever be free? Oh my goodness. Anyways, it is what it is. Those are my takeaways from the Renaissance film. Um, if you are a Beyonce fan, I would say go watch it. If you're currently conflicted about supporting Beyonce, I understand that as well. Um, I think it's normal. Okay, well, let's have this conversation right now since we're here. Basically, some of the... Um, some of the conflicting ideas that people are having about Beyonce right now is basically her not speaking out against what's happening in Palestine. And it's now trickling over to Taylor Swift too, because I wasn't hearing the conversation before, but I'm hearing it now. And what is your, I want to know what your guys' thoughts are on quote unquote influencers or celebrities speaking out against social justice issues. Because here's my thing. I'm not going to touch on it being a social justice thing, but what happens on my channel? Cause I can speak on my own personal experience. I've realized that when people like you, they want so badly for you to agree with them. And I'm not saying that if people don't say anything, they don't agree, but sometimes they just don't agree. Right. And people want to be up in arms when somebody doesn't support the same causes that they do or when somebody doesn't have the same perspective or outlook on life that they do and I don't think it's the responsibility of let me speak on myself I don't think it's my responsibility to be like well if the majority of people are saying one thing let me side with them so that I appease the majority I think I can say what I want to say and I can do what I want to do and it is up to you the person who is engaging in that content to decide is this what I align with or is this what I don't align with and then move accordingly now as for Beyonce and Taylor I think if if people have an issue with them not speaking out stop patronizing them stop buying the music don't go to the film don't support what they do if people really want to engage in this cancel culture thing 
cancel them for real. Like stop listening to their music. Stop buying the merchandise. Stop, you know, stop feeding into the machine if it doesn't align with what you're saying, right? I've just seen people be so up in arms and I get it, like it's sad. Like I said earlier, one of my favorite artists, she's a rapper. I just realized like, oh, her behavior is almost triggering me at this point. Like every time I see her say something or do something, like I'm upset. And I just had to, to decide to dissociate from her stuff. It was painful, but hey, it had to be done. Chindi said, what is happening is not their business. They damned if they do, they damned if they don't. I hear that. Erica says, I don't think everyone had to speak on everything, especially if it's not coming from a genuine place. You can tell when someone speaks on an issue just because everyone is absolutely. And this goes back to the first conversation we had on this live. Do what pleases you because people can smell inauthenticity from a mile away. When you try to appease the masses, honey, we see it. We see it. And now you're stuck because you've created a persona based on pleasing other people. And now that you have uh, displeased the people you were trying to please, you're stuck because now you don't have a platform anymore. <laughs> now, now you're screwed. Now you're screwed. If you would have just stayed true to yourself, stayed true to your beliefs, you would have been fine. The people who gravitate to you, gravitate to you. The ones who don't, don't. And we keep it pushing. Me personally, I didn't really expect them to speak out on social justice issues because it is very techy. And some people might actually be more upset if they did speak out because you realize, oh, my fave doesn't believe what I believe. And that sucks. I see it all the time in my comments. If I don't agree with the opinions of the people who choose to comment, oh my gosh, they're up in arms. And I'm like, there's unsubscribing, <laughs> there's closing the video. Like there are so many other options. There's finding other content creators who do align with what you think. Like I just, yeah, that's my thoughts with that. So it seems you guys agree with what I'm saying. Um, so that's great. <laughs> if you didn't, I'd be open to that as well. But yeah, it, it's great that we're on the same page. Um, yeah, I would hope that um, my faves are on the side of humanity and safety and social justice. And if they're not, it's sad. But if that means I just have to stop being a patron of their stuff, then that's just what it is. End of story. End of story. That's all I had prepared for y'all. I've basically been here for an hour, so my time is fulfilled. Is there anything that y'all want to talk about before we go? I always get shocked at myself that I'm able to even just ramble on for an hour. I'm, I'm going to try to come up with a format because I know people can do it on StreamYard, but I use a different... Um, streaming service where like people can call in i would love to do that once i figure that out um i definitely want you guys to like call in and 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 speak or maybe we could just do it on discord we'll see we'll work on that happy december to you too blue bliss 
I'm not seeing many responses. I'm not seeing any responses. So I guess that is all the topics that we're going to cover today. Like I said at the beginning, I guess we're going to do this on um, Sundays. I think Sundays work the best for me, especially because right now is a slow season anyways. We're not doing much on this channel. You know, it's uh, the holiday season. So yeah. <laughs> Honey Bunny Dreams says, can you talk about the Young Thug YSL, especially the Lori's shenanigans? I, I have not been keeping up. All I know is the... <laughs> The lawyer, the lawyer, <laughs> the lawyer has to be the king of pivoting. But here's the thing. When the lawyer said that thug stands for truly humble under God, it didn't sound weird to me. So I went on Twitter and Twitter was saying that's always what it stood for. Like not thug the word like, oh, we're thugs. Um, but that's always what Young Thug, like, meant it to be. It uh, Apparently, the meaning has always been truly humble under God. <laughs> Listen. Um, he was like, slime? It's because of Lil Wayne. You know he refers to himself as slime. Why a cell? <laughs> Obviously, we mean the brand. Like, he's just... <laughs> now, pushing positivity was pushing it. Pushing positivity was absolutely pushing it. Come on, you know damn well he did not mean positivity. Chin, do you think it's lies? I, I, I don't know if it's fact. I don't know it's, if it's fact. But I do know when I heard Truly Humble Under God... It didn't sound foreign to me. It didn't sound like that was the first time I was ever hearing it. So I don't know if this is a narrative that people have been creating over the years or if this is actually what Young Thug <laughs> started out as, like saying, hey, Thug means truly humble. I don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is I've definitely heard that before and good on the lawyer to try to make this like, hey, this is an upstanding man over here. Don't take down a noble man. Why would you do that? It's hilarious to watch. I love it. I love it. Um, has anyone been watching Squid Games? I have been watching Squid Games. I love it. I love it. I do. I think it is so interesting. This is why I watch reality TV. As you guys know, I studied psychology, right? So I'm so interested in what makes people do the things that they do. And to see... The way some people came in being like, oh, I'm going to be this noble person. I'm going to stick to my morals and I would never stab anybody in the back. The more and more the prize money um, became tangible to them, you saw them shift. <laughs> you saw people being like, mm, my moral compass ain't really moral compassing today because the money is actually in reach now. And I got to do what I got to do to get what I got to get. If I had the chance at over $4 million, don't get me wrong. I, I'm very grateful for the place that I'm at in life. I'm nowhere near to a millionaire, not even a thousandaire, okay? But I would act the plum fool for some four million, I would. I, I absolutely think that I would. And it's a shame. It's a shame that I would, but I would. I'm just gonna be honest with you. 
I cannot tell you if I'm going to be the happy-go-lucky girl. I'm, I, I cannot tell you that I'm going to always be honest. I cannot tell you. I, I can't tell you that I'm going to um, be the best person on that screen. I, 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 I can't promise that. $4 million? Over $4 million? That is life-changing money. Life-changing money. First, all my debts would be covered. My family back at home would not have to suffer. I, I, the thing, like the possibilities are endless. Obviously, invest that stuff so it can grow. Baby, I be acting a plum. Oh, okay. I didn't watch the original TV series original tv series but happy to watch the squid game the challenge no one actually dies and you really see how people are when they can be anonymous it's true t Getty said so would i y'all would have to forgive me later money is on the line agreed anita says yes the bridge challenge really had them pressed showing true colors for sure it's definitely a crazy social experiment type of reality show. Yep, absolutely. Listen, all that I'm saying is if 4 million is on the line and I actually have a chance at getting at it, I might act different. But hey, even the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. You love money enough, you're going to do some evil things. It's already there in the book. Um, somebody says, are you watching Selling Sunset? I personally am not. Um, Erica, you're asking if Squid Games is worth watching. I think it is. I, I put it on at first as background noise and then I found myself fully invested. So I think it's a good watch. Um, Nikisha says, did y'all talk about Nella Rose or did I miss it? We spoke about Nella Rose last week. Is there something else that you wanted to talk about with Nella Rose? Because we can. Um, Quack says, okay, quick Netflix suggestion, Blue Eye Samurai. I will write that down and watch it. Hold on. Let me put it in my notes before I forget. Blue Eye Samurai on Netflix. What's, what's the tone of Blue Eye Samurai before I <laughs> go and look it up? Cause I'm a squirmy girl. If it's gory and all that kind of stuff, it, it, it's not always my thing. Zana says the way that one player took out the player, the other game for gaining a game advantage was savage. Oh, I loosely remember what you're saying. But there was a lot of situations too where I was like, oh my gosh, um, when they had to pick a door for which cookie challenge they want to do. And the guy was like, I'll help you. I swear I'll help you. I'll help you. Knowing you cannot help each other. And the other guy fell for it. Oh, it was so bad. Um, this might be a spoiler because it's the most recent episodes. The batch that came out. The Marvel game. Where the one girl was like, listen. Either you say that I won or we both lose. And the guy was like, I'm not giving it to you. If I'm losing, you're losing too. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. It's crazy what people will do. Blue was asked me, have, you, have I been watching Survivor 45? I think I've fallen off. I don't know if I'm up to date. I don't remember watching an episode last week. So yeah, I have been watching though, to answer your question. 
So Blue Eye Samurai, it's an anime set in Edo, Japan, period, in the Edo, Japan period. It's gory and trust me, I hate gore too, but I promise the storyline is really worth the watch. Now I'm not going to lie to you, you lost me at anime. That was the third word in. I said, ooh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. But if you're standing by it, I can give it a try. A rating out of 10, what would you give it? Give an unbiased rating. Give an unbiased rating. Um, the Only Love says, spoiler alert, the gift box game. Oh, yes, that was so good. People giving the box to uh, people they consider friends, that's ruthless. But that's the thing, you got to play the game. If I'm going to put it against my enemy, obviously they're going to guess it's me. Or maybe they're going to think I'm doing a reverse psychology thing where it's like, oh, that's too obvious. I don't know. It was, it was ruthless. It was, mm. for those who don't get the premise of that game, basically you had to blindfoldedly, well, people are blindfolded. You put a gift on that person's desk and when they're unblind, unblindfolded, they have to guess who put the box on them. If they guess correctly, that person's eliminated. If they guess wrong, they are eliminated. It was tough. These people really had to lie to their friends. Like, no, I didn't put that box on you, but they did. And now you're the reason why your friend gets eliminated from the game. Ooh, it's crazy. Are you watching, uh, oh, am I going to watch Traitors, the new season with Bergie and Phaedra? I don't think there's anybody on the new Traitors season that really pulls me in. Even the fact that Bergie's on my screen again, no thank you. No thank you. I don't, mm. yeah, I don't know. Erica says I got bored with Survivor, but have been fully engaged with The Amazing Race. I have, oh, I used to love The Amazing Race. But so if you're saying it's good, maybe I'll hop back on. Maybe I'll hop back on. So you think Blue Samurai is a 9 out of 10? Okay. Even Shits and Gigs shouted it out. Listen, but they be talking about a lot of stuff where I'm like, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> fast forward, I'm bored, I'm bored. Uh, Blue Bliss says, Survivor 45 is the first season I've watched. I've been watching with a friend. It's so much fun. I find myself drawing comparisons to Love Island games. I'm so glad this is your first season. Because if you've been watching Survivor for a long time like me, the new age game is so frustrating to watch. It is so frustrating to watch. But um, I can imagine if, if you're new, then this is riveting. So I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I'm not saying it's bad. You can just tell that the game is different. The game has changed. There's a lot more twists and turns and advantages and this and that. Just, oh, I miss when the games are back to just pure strategy. Big Brother OG, strat well, not the first season, but the first few seasons, strategy. Survivor OG, strategy. The challenge back in the day, strategy. These new shows are doing too much. Nachiji said, I don't trust James's recommendations. Dang. That sucks. T. Getty says, I can't watch Survivor anymore or Big Brother US. I feel you. I feel you. They're, do they're doing a little bit too much. Honey Buns, am I watching 90 Day Fiance? I just started yesterday. Was it yesterday or was it Friday? I just started on Friday. <laughs> I don't want to be a pessimist. 
But sometimes I look at these people in these situations and I'm just like, you cannot tell that this is purely for a green card. You can't tell that. You really think this is true? Okay. All right. Okay. Love that for you. Um, I wish to be that optimistic in life, but baby, you're being preyed on and it's working. It's working. And to add insult to injury, people are filming this happen to you, knowing that the person you're with is an opportunist. But hey, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Um, oh, you guys are still talking about these shows. Lula says, haha, I've heard that a lot that it's not like it used to be. My friends are OG fans, so I'm getting a little bit of that perspective too. Yeah. Listen, old reality TV used to be so ruthless and I understand why we can't do shows like that anymore. I do understand. I will say some of this new age stuff, it, it just doesn't hook me the same way. That's kind of why I like Squid Games. It's back to that ruthless, like, what are you willing to do for money? What are you willing to do for opportunities? What are you willing to do for fame? Like, what? how far are you going to go? Mm. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, You can't stand Jasmine. Who's Jasmine now? I don't remember who Jasmine is. Let me talk about 90 Day Fiance quickly, and then um, I'm going to log off because um, Honey Dreams, what's your name? Honey Buddy Dreams, you brought it up. So now I want to talk about it. I've only seen the first two episodes, guys, so please don't spoil it for me, okay? Basically, there's this lady from, oh, I forget where she's from, but I think it's somewhere in Latin America. And she says she loves her man because she's not into conventionally attractive men. Now that I understand. Me personally, this is going to sound so toxic, but I don't care. I don't know if I could handle a man who's prettier than me. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could. I, <laughs> I gotta be the pretty one <laughs> in the relationship. <laughs> Call me toxic. I don't care. Um, she's like his sharky nose, his beer belly, his flamingo feet. Um, <laughs> she named so many things about him that I was like, okay, girl, at this point, you're just being mean. Like, you're just being mean. I get that you want to be the pretty one in the relationship. And she's had so many augmentations. The man sent her money to buy her wedding dress and she chose to get a BBL instead. It's crazy. So, like, I get her perspective on wanting to be the pretty one in the relationship. But I'm like, you're doing too much. You're bullying your man. You're bullying your man. Sharky nose, flamingo feet. You need to stop. You need to stop. Oh, that's Jasmine. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's Jasmine that you can't stand. She, she's too much. She's so mean. So I'm watching the, the I just finished watching the second episode. And she was talking about how um, they fight about everything, but their love <laughs> really means financial stability, brings them back together. They, they fight about everything. His family doesn't like her. Um, 
he doesn't like that she gets all these augmentations. She thinks that he should be doing better in life or whatever. And mind you, at the date of publication, she doesn't even know that he has quit his job because he thinks in order to give her the best life, he needs to be with her 24 seven. So he quit his job so he can satisfy this woman knowing damn well she's attracted to his financial stability. Are you dumb? You quit your job for a woman who's not even your wife yet while knowing she loves you because of what you can provide for her. Now you can't provide, sir. Oh my God. Oh, do these people meet on the show? No. So with 90 Day Fiance, it's already established relationships that are now going to apply for the K-1 visa or either have already applied for the K-1 visa. And with that, you can bring the person into the States, but you have 90 days to marry that person. If you do not marry that person, they get shipped back to their country. And apparently with the K-1 visa, you can only apply twice. So there's a woman right now, she's a trans woman. She applied years ago with her man. He came on the K-1 visa and then um, basically he just wasn't carrying his weight in the household. So she sent him back. However, when they first became a couple, he didn't know that she was a trans woman. So she came out to him saying, I'm a trans woman. She noticed that the intimacy between them stopped and all that stuff. And so for years they hadn't been talking. Then I guess he had this epiphany. Well, no, let me not say that. In this most recent episode, and I'm so glad that they're showing like the transparency of his journey because he acknowledged that he was closed-minded and he went and he read books and he learned and he, you know, developed his mindset, his worldview. And he is like, you know what? You are the love of my life, regardless of your transition. So now they're applying for a second K-1 visa, but she wants to go to his country to make sure this is the real deal this time. And he's not just gonna, you know, F around and waste her time. Problem is the country that he's from is very against LGBTQIA2 plus community. I think I hit them all. I'm not sure. So like, it's about to be crazy. It's crazy. These people, I'm just like, are y'all sure? Oh, he's, he lives in Moldova. Yeah. I'm like, are y'all sure you want to do this? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. TKD says 90 Day Fiance is wild when I started before all the spinoffs. Yeah, I started before all the spinoffs too. Then it became oversaturated. I was like, oh, this is too much. But since it's the holiday season and I don't have much to watch, I figured let me start 90 Day again. Um, would you ever talk about 90 Day Fiance more often? I would. Um, I did it last year with the last season, season nine. And then I went on vacation and it threw off my whole schedule. But um, maybe the next season when it starts, I'll start when it starts. Cause I don't want to do it now because I'm so far behind. But yeah, I definitely would be open to talking about it more. Um, what I'm being influenced, um, what I'm being influenced to watch 90 Day Fiance now must be so many reasons for a reason she got a BBL. I need a, you need to watch the mess, honey. G get into the mess with us, it is crazy. Have you seen the man with the outdoor bathroom? Oh my gosh. And I just learned today, he's 32. And I understand, you know, people have different socioeconomic, um, issues, right? So, um, 
Like, it, it's really tough times for him. He has a studio apartment and his bathroom is not even in the unit. You have to go across the courtyard, basically, to go to the bathroom. It's crazy. And he is with this girl from the UK. Now, I want to ask this girl, now, what the hell made you want this man? She's from the UK with a well-off family. Like, well-off. They have money. She's choosing to live as a pauper for love. I'm sorry. I don't think I love anybody that much. If we go broke in relationship, that's one thing. I'm meeting you broke. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Honey Buddy Dream says, uh, Sarper on 90 Day Fiance the other way is creepy. His face and his demeanor scares me. <laughs> How have uh, 2,500 women slept with that man? I, I don't know. I don't know who this person is. I don't know who this person is, but that's crazy. Chini said, the guy whose mother lives in a walk-in closet. Like, what do you mean? What do you, what? Like, what do you, it's crazy. It's crazy. Nelly says, when he said he needed to bring her down to earth, I started screaming. Because why are you trying to humble your partner? What do you mean? You met her living a certain type of lifestyle. Why is it your prerogative to bring her down? Like, oh, let me teach her what it's like living in the rough side of California. Okay. Why? I don't know. I feel like, okay, this might be controversial, but um, I think he glamorizes poverty a bit. I think he does. Because he keeps talking, so far where I'm at in the season, he keeps talking about how, um, you know, he got it out the mud and she just needs to understand that not everything is is butlers and 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 nannies and money and traveling and big houses and stuff and you just have to be okay with some people live in poorer conditions and some I'm like I think she gets that like she gets it but he really wants to like ingrain that in her and I'm like I think he's glamorizing poverty a bit it's weird right Nelly like he keeps doing that and I'm like can you stop I don't know. He even said his lifestyle is normal and I actually fainted. No, seriously. Because I was like, mm -mm -mm. even at my lowest, the things that he be doing, I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Stop. Please stop. T. Getty says some of these couples got to be kicked out of the 90 day universe though. <laughs> that no neck fool, what's his name again? Ed. Yeah, no neck Ed. He's a trip. Chindy says he has nothing. What did he get out the mud? I don't know. I don't know. But he's really proud of the fact that he had humble beginnings. And listen, I had humble beginnings too. But I'm not here like, and you must accept this. And this is how life is. And da -da -da. like, I'm. Uh, we can acknowledge that that's where we came from. But we can also say that it's okay to want more in life. Like, it's okay. It's okay. And she doesn't even seem like a spoiled brat as, as far as I've seen. She doesn't seem like she's a spoiled brat. So why he's trying to humble her, I don't know. Leah says, ooh, what all did we talk about? What did I miss? Baby, you're going to have to rewind. <laughs> We've talked about a lot of stuff. We've been here for an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, glad to have you, though. 
Honey Bunny says, you need to watch 90 Day Fiance the other way. You will lose your mind <laughs> between Sarper and Shekinah, 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 and Mary and Brandon. These two couples are a mess. All right, listen, if I get back in the groove after this holiday season, I'm going to be all caught up with 90 Day. Hey, Ferris. What a do, Queen E. Happy birthday a few weeks ago. More life and success for you. Mostly more joy and smile-worthy events. That is so sweet. Thank you. Um, dun, 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 dun. You guys are saying a lot of things. Hold on. Um... Yeah, anyways, 90 Day Fiance, um, I'm fully sold. I wish I wish I hopped on at the beginning when everybody was hopping on because my friend literally told me, you need to watch, you need to watch. And I was dragging my feet, but I'm so invested. I really am. I, oh, so good. Maybe we'll do like a season recap live when I'm done and when the season is done. But wow, I forgot how unhinged the show is and how much I love it. It's this show, it's 90 Day Fiance. And then it's um, love after lockup. I'd be looking at these people like, you really don't think this person is with you for a come up? Like you genuinely don't see it. I love that for you. I wish I could be that optimistic in life. <laughs> I really wish I was that optimistic in life. Leah says, I didn't watch it. I didn't think it would pull me. I get that. It is, it is peak unhinged television, but if you're ever in need of just some filler stuff, put it on in the background. The other way is a spinoff where the person, um, the person in the States goes to the country of the person who they're with instead of that person in the country coming into the States. So yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. They have 90 day, the resort, 90 day second chances that one i watched that one was funny 90 day the other way not before the 90 days it's a lot it's a lot 90 days has found their sweet spot and they are milking it and i can't even blame them because those who know me know i love me in international bay something about the men in my own country just don't do it for me so i would be right there with the 90 day fiance girlies Get me somebody from overseas. <laughs> Not Zimbabwe though. I just, no, I'm done with that. One and done. <laughs> one and done. Pillow Talk is top tier. Oh, that's the one where they talk about the other 90 day seasons. Listen, 90 day has found their cash cow. I mean, TLC has found their cash cow and it's 90 day. See, if I was flying to Europe for 90 days, I would go. Um, but if I got to fly to Japan, China, or Australia, yeah, no, they can keep that. But you're already with this person. So it's not like you meet somebody through the show. These are established relationships. Like some people have been together for years, but they're just only now getting approved for the K-1 visa. Or um, they only want to apply now. Or they've applied before. And then things didn't work out. So they're applying for the second time and you can only apply twice. So it's not a situation where you're being forced to do something with these people. They're already together. These couples are already in Delulu land. <laughs> like, they're already crazy. 
Zana says, love after locked up. These people be smoking that special crack. <laughs> because they are crazy. Listen. I'm like, girl, this man just needed a pen pal. Dude, this girl just needed somebody to put money on their books. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> they don't love you for real. <laughs> Some people do. And that part shocks me every time. But most of the time, I'm like, mm-mm. Mm -mm. I saw one season of child. <laughs> this is going longer than I expected. I saw one season of um, Love After Lockup where the girl fell in love with a guy who had a kid on the outside and he was estranged with the baby mama and stuff. So she was taking care of the kid on the outside. Then when the guy came out, he was trying to parent the kid, but the kid was basically like, you're not my dad, even though that's actually his dad. And so he took the side of the girl who was holding the guy down in prison. And so when the guy was moving mad, like he went like fled and whatever, the kid stayed with the lady who was taking care of him, not even his mama for real. I said, oh my gosh, this is a mess. This is a mess. <laughs> Leah says, I can see myself <laughs> I can see myself trying to live in those countries for my significant other. No matter how long we were together, I wouldn't fit in with their culture. Listen, I'm that type of person too. I keep telling people when they're like, oh, are you now like going to live in Edmonton like for a long time? I don't know. I could meet somebody next week. <laughs> Listen, 90 Day Fiance has found its target audience and it is me. I could find somebody next week and he might live in Qatar. I might have to move to Qatar. I don't know, guys. Don't ask me where I'm going to live for the next five years. It could change in two months. After this lease, of course. But like, yeah, that's just, hey. Uh, oh, T. Getty's ex is from Qatar. Don't kill me. <laughs> Your ex is in Qatar. Are you guys still on good terms? Does he have friends? <laughs> that is too funny. Baby, if they had a 90 Day Fiance Canada, I would be on there. I would be on there. I'm one of the Delulu girls. I'm one of them. <sighs> I don't speak the language. You think I care? Google Translate, guys. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Google Translate, please. That's too funny. Girl, I hope your man is in Qatar and waits for your lease to end. Thank you, Pure. That is how you support somebody, okay? All you hear talking about, no, girl, don't do it, don't do it. And Pure is out here like, no, I wish you the best. Thank you. Jeez. <laughs> You're only Dululu to an extent, baby. I'm, I'm the furthest extent of Dululu. It is crazy. That's how it was in a year-long situation. I'll be the Lulu, y'all. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it for me for real this time. Um, maybe we will do some 90-day fiancé stuff because <laughs> clearly we've got a lot to say about that show. <laughs> Nelly says, wait on the 90-day girl's lease. Wait, on the 90-day girl's lease had ended and she didn't tell her girlfriend that she planned on staying with her forever oh my god blue bliss not you not not you airing on my dirty laundry please 
Um, yes. Um, Honey Bun says, yes, girl, get you one of them Indian men that are always in somebody's DMs. Don't kill me. Listen, my friend says, if it's not a black man trying to holler at me, it's a brown man. I don't, I don't know what kind of sauce I got. Maybe it's not sauce, child. But if it's not a black guy, it's a brown guy. And honestly, I, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I don't care. I love I love me a man. If you're if you're attractive and um we get along, I don't I don't see why not. And we're compatible and uh yeah. I don't see why not. Uh Pure says two of my friends are going through the 90 day pro Oh wow. Interesting. I look he want them on the show so I could witness the complaints in the group chat. <gasps> I want to know how that goes. Uh, so you really like have to be married at the end of the 90 days. To me, I think that's the part that would determine. It's just the married in three months is crazy. Excuse me. But yeah, we'll see. I am a lover girl and it's a problem. It's, it's getting me into trouble because this world is not full of lover boys that I'm attracted to. So yeah, it's crazy. You're going to a wedding in Mexico in February. Wow. Pure, I need to be one of your friends because your friends seem to be on the top of time that I'm on. When I was in the Dominican Republic, honey, I almost, one guy was like, take me with you. I almost did. <laughs> I almost did. I said, oh, you fine. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Anyways, guys, I gotta go. I'm hot. I'm overheating. This is too much. <laughs> this is too much, but I always love talking to you guys. It's always a blast. Um, <laughs> the DR guys specifically are dangerous. Wow. They got me hook, line, and sinker. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> I will tell you that for free. But anyways, uh, well, I'll see you guys next week. If you guys have hot topics that you specifically want to talk about, maybe I'll do like a post on Friday so you guys can start filling up the things that you want to talk about so that on Sunday we have things to talk about. But yeah, that's it for me today. As always, stay blessed, stay safe. Don't do anything I wouldn't do.